Have you ever wanted to know about filmmaking? Well, today is the day. We got a great guest today. Jack Thomas Smith is joining us to share his world about making films, about making music videos. I'm your host, James Kevin O'Connor for the Dharmic Evolution, audio video artist, singer, songwriter, and master storyteller. So let's tighten up the seatbelts and let's go for a ride. Welcome everybody today to Dharmic Evolution, and have I got a great guest today. It is Jack Thomas Smith, director extraordinaire who has two independent films out. And uh, Jack, thank you so much for joining me on Dharmic Evolution, and uh, I, I look forward to this interview and uh, got so much to talk about. So, so welcome, my friend, and uh, let's get right into it if you're, if you're ready. Oh yeah, hey. Well, yeah. Thanks for having me on, Kevin. I, I really appreciate this, man. And uh, and congrats on your show. Thank you, thank you. Appreciate it. Just to let everybody know, Jack and I kind of uh, got introduced through a mutual friend about, I guess, probably about a year ago. And yeah. uh, I do remember you breaking your film, your disorder film, and I came up to see the film. And unfortunately, you only had one showing that night. And I, I guess I forgot to catch up on the, the two showings, got narrowed down to one showing. So I, so I missed it that night. But I did get a chance to meet Jack and his wonderful lady friend, Mandy Del Rio. So uh, we got introduced uh, that evening and then kind of followed up. And uh, we'll get to that story a little bit later. But I want to just start with... Um, asking you how did you get into films how did the whole thing start for jack thomas smith you know becoming an independent film producer um that is such a cool deal to have in your life tell tell us how it all began for you yeah um i well basically it, it started for me I mean, I mean my passion for filmmaking began honestly when i was a little kid i was about eight years old and, uh, you know, I was one of those kids sitting in the theater uh, when Star Wars came out. And, uh, you know, I just I absolutely loved Star Wars. I mean, that opening shot where the little ship goes flying overhead, followed by that big destroyer. That was it, man. I, I knew at that moment that um, at eight years old, I wanted to make movies. Um, and then about a year later, I actually read uh, The Shining by Stephen King, and I was completely blown away. So that was kind of, you know, I knew at that time I wanted to write, I wanted to make movies. So at a very young age, um, you know, I, I kind of started this journey, you know, to become a, indie, uh, a, a filmmaker. Um, and then beyond that, you know, as a teenager, I was, you know, I had a Super 8 movie camera. I was doing films with friends in the neighborhood, um, you know, little short comedy skits or horror skits. Um, but then as a young adult, 
Um, it, it's funny, I, I worked at a video store in Sparta, in, in Sparta, New Jersey. Um, <clears throat> you know, I was a teenager and I was, I'd started writing my very first screenplay and there was a customer that would come in all the time. He was a big horror guy. And we would always get talking about horror movies. And I told him, I said, hey, you know, I, I just started writing a horror screenplay. And uh, he's like, oh, that's really cool. I have a friend of mine who's a local uh, uh, a filmmaker. Uh, his name's Ted Bohus. He lives in New Jersey. So when you're done with your script, give him a call. Um, so I did that. When I finished my screenplay, I gave Ted a call, uh, mailed him a copy of the script. This was before the Internet, so you couldn't email your scripts. I had to mail it to him. Right. Um, and Ted dug it. You know, I mean, he felt that, you know, it was a little too big budget for what he does. Um, so, but he said, Hey, I can see you have some talent and everything. And so Ted proposed that we co-write a screenplay together uh, called the regenerated man. And, uh, we were able to, you know, we co-wrote the script. It was, you know, like kind of like a, a 50 sci-fi horror campy type film. And we raised about 75 grand to make the film and we uh, got a distribution deal and, uh, doubled our investment. So that was kind of a long-winded answer on how I how I kind of got into the business. Wow. Well, a uh, a uh, really good start. A really good start. I mean, yeah. uh, you know, you you started with an idea and you made money right out of the gate. That that's really really pretty cool actually. It um, was awesome and 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 mo most importantly was just the learning experience. I mean, that was really it, man. I mean, even though, you know, I helped raise the money on the film and I I put in money of my own. Um, you know, I was a young guy, God, I was probably like 23, I want to say, and I had a kid and, you know, I was married at the time and, you know, I didn't have a pot to piss in, but, you know, I mean, I, I went out, took out a credit card and <laughs> like an $8,000 credit line and maxed it out. So, right. um, but I learned, I mean, that's, that's what was, uh, most important was that, you know, I didn't show up on set trying to act like Mr. Big Shot because I'd help finance the film. I actually held the boom. I, I held the mic. I wanted to learn, you know, what does what does a gaffer do? What does a best boy do? An art director. I learned from the ground up set etiquette and who does what. And that's that's important, you know, when when you get into this business. So you learned you learned all the fundamentals right out of the gate. I mean, you just you you wrote it. You pretty much wrote it with uh, Ted, and then just said, "Okay, I'm going to learn the whole deal here on my first picture." Absolutely, and, man. Yeah. And, and as as somebody who um, who could possibly counsel other young film <clears throat> startups, is that the best way to become you know a director? I mean, you know, I I mean, I didn't go to film school. I know other people will say definitely go to film school, but honestly, I, I have so many of my friends that that did go to film school and they they say they didn't learn a damn thing about filmmaking, you know. So, I mean, that's what worked for me. I'm one of those people that I have to do something to learn it. You know, I can't sit in a classroom and learn theory of filmmaking. Right. You know? I just have to go out and do it. So, yeah, I mean, I would definitely say, you know, a piece of advice is learn what everyone does because then when you do get to to kind of the top of the filmmaking process in terms of being a director or producer you know what goes into every single job you know you know what you know what's crucial about it what you you know that way you can uh, put together an accurate budget you know what type of crew you need whenever you do a shoot 
Um, so, I mean, it's like, like, like with you, Kevin, I mean, you're in the music industry. I mean, I'm sure you know what every person does in a studio, you know, or, you know, when you're doing a recording session, you know, it's important to your craft to know what everyone does. It just, it makes you better at what you do. Right, right. Understanding, you know, how everybody fits into the, to the puzzle is, is absolutely critical. Yeah. Hey, um, your company is called Fox Trail Productions. So tell me a little bit about, you know, the company and how it fits into your world with all the pieces of, you know, the Jack Thomas Smith, uh, you know, uh, filmmaking empire. I mean, how is what what else does Fox Trail do uh, besides, you know, independent films? Um, yeah, well, Fox Trail Productions, that's that's my production company. Um, and that's, that's basically what I've used as my production company for the two features that, that I wrote, produced and directed. I, I did the film disorder and I did infliction. Um, and those were kind of under the umbrella of Fox trail productions. Right. Um, but then also my company, uh, we do music videos. Um, you know, God, we've probably done, it's gotta be 10 to 12 videos and actually, you know, we, I shot one with you. <laughs> yes. Yes. Which and was that an was an awesome experience. That man. was a really, really good one, Jack. That was the Thank best you. one. I think <laughs> I, I agree. Beautiful. Well, I mean, beautiful video, man. It is, it we is, had, it's, uh, it's, I go here, here are my go-tos. I I've shot so many videos when, when I want to show a, a potential client, um, you know, like a beautiful country, you know, story driven type video. I, my knee jerk is to go to your video, honestly. That is um, cool. Thank you for that. And by the way, people out there listening, if you want to see Jack's work um, on that video, it's uh, jameskevinoconnor.com. It plays as soon as you open it. So that's our featured one. And and you did an amazing job on that film and talk. I call it a film, but um talking about what you just you just covered just a few moments ago yeah. uh, in in teaching people how to learn how to do things I learned so much from you uh, during that experience because it was the first time I really did a video with a professional like yourself who really knew what they were doing and had their hands on the reins of hey this is how we do it we storyboard we have a concept we create and we move through the process step by step and very very organized so I had a ball doing that. I mean, I learned so much. It was really great working with you and your team, Thank man. You. you guys executed like I've never seen like, you know, just such a well-oiled operation, uh, yeah. you know, with Mandy helping. And uh, she was actually my my wardrobe assistant <laughs> because <laughs> yeah, I didn't know what great. I was doing, you know. So <clears throat> thank God yeah. she was there. And then, uh, of course, um, uh, Petra and Joe and, and everybody else who was involved with it. it was just really a fun experience. So um, on the on the music videos, um, do you have a, a preference on artists that you do, do you work with, or do people seek you out? How do people find you for uh, for doing music videos? Um, yeah, I mean they they can find me at the Fox Trail uh, Productions website, which is foxtrailproductions.com. Okay. Um, in in terms of artists. I want to work with artists and, and the, the key word is artists. Um, right, I mean, right. I, I absolutely loved working with you. I mean, you're, you're passionate, talented. I, I mean, we, we, we had a collaboration in terms of the vision of the video and I've had that experience with other artists. Uh, one in particular is a, a very good friend of mine, purple Pam. Um, her band is called purple Pam and the flesh eaters. And she's, you know, like a New York rocker, metal blues type singer. Um, and, and that would be, 
you know, as I, I was saying before, like your video is like my knee jerk to go to when I'm trying to show like a beautiful story driven type video to, to you know, let's say a country artist. Right. Um, but then Purple Pam's video, I, I shot this one. Uh, it was called How Does It Feel? I shot it for my movie for Infliction. It's on the DVD. Okay. Um, and that's more of like a rock, gritty, edgy type of, of, of video. So they're two different animals. You know right. what I'm saying? And those are my two favorites, to be honest with you. Um, but I, I want to work with people that are that are as passionate as with, with their music as I am with film. Right. You know, that's what drives me, man. It drives me to, to deal with someone that, you know, wants to tell a story, believes in what they do. Um, and, and you know what it is that they're not driven by celebrity. I mean, I, I, I can't stand the culture that we live in now, this celebrity culture, you know, where, right. you know, you have these reality TV people that, you know, basically don't have any talent. You know, they're just, you know, stick a camera in front of them and they just try to act outrageous. That drives me crazy. Right, right. Um, so, so you're looking for authenticity, basically, authenticity, and, and, thank passion, you. That, and passion, and passion. Passion, artists, yeah, people that are really driven by the message of of their of their music. Yeah, I hear you, brother. That that is that is kind of uh, you know outside the norm anymore. It seems right. I, I know. <laughs> which uh, which is good to return to. Hey, I want to talk to you about um, uh, first of all. Uh, um, you know, your two films that, you know, mm -hmm. take me through the both of them, Infliction and Disorder, you know, in, in, in that in the order that, you know, they came out and how your approach was to it and, and the difference between your approaches uh, between the two. And I'm just I know I'm throwing a lot at you, but I just want to kind of ride with you and understand how you went from one <clears> to another. And they're both, you know, they grew in size and scope and breadth, uh, as far as the, you know, the demands of the projects, you know, got a little bigger, I think. And, uh, you know, how you handle the whole thing. Sure. Um, well, Disorder was the first film that I wrote, produced and directed. Um, before that, I'd, I'd mentioned earlier that I kind of learned from Ted Bohus and I'd also learned from John Russo. Um, after I worked with Ted Bohus on The Regenerated Man, I, I then, uh, produced a film for John Russo uh, called Santa Claus. It was, you know, a slasher flick, a guy dressed up in a Santa Claus costume hacking people up. And I, right. I learned a lot from John as well. Um, John, John Russo uh, co-wrote and co-produced the original Night of the Living Dead. So he was one of my mentors. Oh, well. okay. I remember that one as a kid. Yeah. Wow. It's one yeah, you never so, forget. <laughs> okay. right? Yeah. So John and I are great friends. We go back like 20 years now. And I learned a lot from him, learned a lot from Ted. And I was able to apply that to Disorder, uh, which was my first film. I mean, just on my own, 100%. Um, and, and essentially what Disorder is about, it's, it's a psychological thriller um, that's told entirely from the perspective of a paranoid schizophrenic. So while you're watching the film, you're not sure what's real, what isn't. And then right when you think you have it figured out, there's a whole twist ending to it. Right. Um, we shot the film, low budget film. It was under $200,000. We shot it in the Poconos. Uh, we shot it in uh, Jersey and Blairstown uh, over by Millbrook Village. Um, you know, small film, all unknown cast, and uh, we were able to get distribution in the U.S. Uh, through Universal Vivendi. Um, so Universal released it nationwide in the U.S. on DVD, and um, it was in every Walmart, every uh, Hollywood video, movie gallery, blockbuster. I mean, it was awesome experience for, for basically a small independent film. Um, 
And then after disorder, um, <clears throat> I did uh, Infliction, uh, which, you know, again, I wrote, produced, and directed. Uh, and we shot that in North Carolina, and that came out uh, last year. It started with, you know, a, a theater run, a theatrical run in select theaters, uh, and then it was released last summer uh, uh, in uh, the U.S. and in Canada on DVD, VOD, and uh, digital HD uh, by Virgil Films and Entertainment, which is the same company that released Super Size Me. Um, so yeah, I mean those were the those so those were the two films that, that I wrote, produced, and directed. Um, you know, and it's it's a learning process. I mean, you know, with disorder, everything that could go wrong went wrong. I mean, you know, we we shot it, it was originally supposed to be a thirty day shoot, turned out to be a sixty one day shoot uh, because we shot in the Poconos, and uh, you know we would set up the lights, start shooting, and then halfway through, all of a sudden it would start uh, snowing or raining on us. And yeah, so it was just, you know, so, you know, if you lose a half day here, a half day there, all of a sudden it goes from being a 30 day shoot to a 61 day shoot. Um, now with infliction, um, you know, and I think a lot of it was just learning from my growing pains on disorder. Um, with infliction, we just ran like a well-oiled machine. I mean, it was budgeted for a 25 day shoot and we came in at a 25 day shoot. Um, so, yeah, so we really, we killed it with that one, um, you know, and, and oh, and I'll, I'll, I'll tell your audience what Infliction's about. Um, I describe Infliction as a disturbing assembled footage film that documents a murder spree committed by two brothers in North Carolina in 2011 um, and the horrific truth behind their actions. Um, so infliction, you know, deals with a pretty heavy subject matter. It does deal with the long-term effects of child abuse. Um, so, you know, as, so as we talked about earlier, how I, I love to work with, with artists, with people who are passionate, that's because that's how I am. The, the two films that, that I basically wrote, directed, and produced 100% on my own, I mean, strong storyline, strong character development, strong underlying themes. And, and, you know, so that's, that's how I am, man. I'm, I'm not, I'm, I, I always want to make films that I'm passionate about and, and that feel true to me. Well, I can, I can definitely attest to that because, you know, working with you, uh, again, not only learning on the set, but learning in the editing room. And, uh, you know, I'm like you said, like, I'm kind of this built the same way. I'm like really into, uh, the details of what the art is and what it's supposed to be about. So um, when we went into New York and worked with Dustin on the edits uh, for Favorite Song, it was like, man, you had drilled down into all the minutia, all the finer points of the film, right into, you know, color correcting and right into uh, little tiny effects that, that get put in there. And I remember saying to you, I don't know, man. I just don't know if this is uh, if this is doing anything for me and this these little effect bursts yeah. that you put in. Yeah. And sure enough, the next day, I came back, you know, with just kind of a fresh head and looked at it and go, wow, that that really that really <laughs> made a difference. Little little things add up to you know to a great story. So uh, again, it was it was a cool experience to to work with you and learn from you. Uh, about what goes into filmmaking, I really had a great time with that. Hey, um, Jack, tell me about um, tell me about the uh, the next film that you're. I know you um, last time we talked, you had uh, I think you had been 
like you conceptually had already started work on it and you had some investor interest. So I think we left off there last time. Can you bring everybody up to speed on what's happening next for Jack Thomas Smith? Yeah, um, well, my next project I'm, I'm working on is an action horror film called In the Dark. Okay. Um, and it, it, it takes place on a small island in Michigan. Um, and essentially what happens is uh, the, the island, it's this quiet middle class community um, and they are, they're overrun by these zombie vampire type creatures. Okay. Uh, and ultimately there's a handful of people left alive. They're armed with guns. There's thousands of these creatures coming after them. And the survivors are, are basically blown the crap out of these things as they're trying to get, get off the island and get to the mainland. Now that's, that's kind of the popcorn overview of it. Right. Um, but there's a whole underlying theme to the film that, you know, it, it's almost like a, a, a play uh, against a, a play about immorality. Right. Um, and what I mean by that is, you know, uh, the main character in the film, he, you know, paralyzes his best friend in a drunk driving accident. There's another character in the film who's, you know, screwing around on his wife, another character who's being abused by her stepfather. And even these zombie vampire creatures, they're their need to feed is almost like an addiction. So it's almost like a, a play on, on drug addiction and the damage that it does to others around them. So you have that underlying theme that kind of connects the protagonist with the antagonist. So, um, you know, so yeah, on, on the surface, you have a fun action horror film, but underneath it's, it's got a pretty heavy theme to it. Um, but where we're at with it is we've been meeting with investors for startup capital, which is always the hardest part. Yeah. It's always the hardest part of the process. And then, you know, unfortunately you meet with people, yeah, yeah, I want to do it. I want to do it. And then they never come through. Right. Um, so, you know, we'll see, I'm, I'm hoping to shoot next year. Um, you know, we're still, we're still conducting meetings. I haven't gotten uh, someone to pull the trigger yet. Uh, you know, we will. It, it just take, it's, it takes time and it's part of the process. And honestly, we're looking into doing like a crowdfunding campaign just for the startup capital. Um, once you get the startup capital, the plan is to make offers to, to name stars, uh, which then can help you secure foreign pre-sales, help you secure a domestic deal, which will ultimately enable you to monetize the entire project. So so that's kind of where we're at with it. Great, great. Hey, um, I wanted to ask you also about um, uh, about marketing your films. Now, I know you. I know Twitter is a big uh, place for yeah. you to go. And like, what else? Where else do you go? Like, what is your what is your marketing strategy? It seems like you've put a lot of effort and time into uh, into creating. Uh, you know, making sure that your film gets its due. And I know this is another difficult, you know, it's almost like another full-time job. After you do the, the film, it's the marketing kind of has to take over. So can you tell our listeners a little bit about what your strategies are with marketing your films? Sure. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, unfortunately, you know, I'm not Steven Spielberg. So I don't, I don't have access to, you know, a $100 million marketing campaign when a film comes out. Right. Um, you know, the big studios, they'll just blast TV commercials. I mean, you know, radio, billboards, everything. But, you know, obviously that's not realistic on, on a smaller independent film. So where the Internet has come into play is it's, it's just such an amazing um, uh, a place where you can, you know, you can market your work. You just have to know how to do it. And what's been working for us with, with Infliction 
is we created 10 different Twitter accounts to promote infliction. Uh, at this time, I mean, God, we probably have over 120,000 followers on all the accounts combined. Wow. Um, my personal Twitter account, I'm approaching like 20,000 followers. Uh -huh. And essentially, it's a full time job. I mean, thank God, you know, Mandy and I were able to, you know, work from home and um, and, and essentially what we do is we'll add a hundred people each day on each account, right. um, follow them. So that's essentially a thousand people a day that we are creating exposure to for free for infliction. Wow. And we've been doing this for over a year now. Uh -huh. So you figure if that's a thousand people a day, let's say there's 30 days in a month. That's 30,000 people a month over the course of a year. That's 360,000 people we have exposed infliction to for free. Wow, so, that's great. That's oh, it's, awesome. It, it's, it's amazing. So when they follow back, what we do is we retweet to them the trailer. We'll retweet to them an exclusive clip from the film, links where they can purchase it. Um, like right now, you know, Infliction, you can get at Walmart, Best Buy, Barnes & Noble, iTunes, Amazon, Columbia House. I mean, you can get it anywhere, most major retailers. Um, what's amazing about this day and age with the technology is that I can send a tweet to someone, you know, just, you know, check out Infliction, hear exclusive clip from Infliction. Then this person will reply, hey, just bought it on iTunes. Oh, that's so awesome. It, it's literally, and, and I'm telling you, it's crazy. If you go check out the, the, you know, the 10 different accounts, you'll see all of the interaction we have with fans, you know, Hey, just bought the film, just watched it. Great job. And the sales numbers have been great. You know, I mean, we've been, you know, we've been getting our reports and, you know, and it's, and the film's doing great. So, you know, the thing is now, Kevin, I mean, how else do you market a film? I mean, there's, there's no, video stores are gone. Right. You know, so it's all social media, man. It's it's the only way to do it now. So so this is working for us. I mean, I'm not I don't know. I'm not a big fan of Facebook. I haven't you know, I, I don't know. You know, it's like you can do those Facebook ads and they never seem to really produce anything. That's my personal opinion. Right. Right. Um, it just seems like Twitter is working. And that's that's what we've been going with. Right. That's fantastic. That's fa and, and continued uh, really good luck with that. That's that sounds awesome. Thank hey, you. I wanted to ask you um, also, tell me who are your favorite uh, filmmakers or directed directors, both um, horror film and non horror? Like who who do you really respect out there that makes films that just, you know, knock you on your butt and say, wow, this is this is kind of kind of my thing. I love this. Oh, I mean, I'm definitely a big Scorsese guy. Um, okay. Yeah, I mean, I you know, I, I like horror films, um, but I, I I don't know, I don't I I don't consider myself like a quote unquote horror guy, you know, because even the two films that I've directed, they were more thrillers and dealt with you know psychological issues than just sheer up horror. Right. Um, I mean, my all time favorite movie is Goodfellas. It's my okay. all time favorite movie. I love it. Um, big <laughs> Scorsese guy. A uh, big Stanley Kubrick guy. Um, I mean, in terms of horror, yeah, I love John Carpenter. John Carpenter was amazing. I mean, The Thing, Halloween. You know, yeah. A uh -huh. big John Carpenter guy. I uh, love George Romero, Brian De Palma. Um, you know, the, some of the newer directors, I really like Christopher Nolan a lot. He did the new uh, Batman series, you know, The Dark Knight. Right. Okay. Um, so, but yeah, for the most, I would probably say my all-time favorite directors probably john carpenter or martin scorsese 
Good choices and good fellows too. I, I, I must admit, I've probably watched it, you know, 25 times and I never get tired of it. You know, it's Dude, one of those. I've probably seen it hundreds of times. Even the other night I had it on in the back. It was on yeah. IFC. So I just had it on in the background. I, Isn't I that odd? There's something, there's something wrong with me because I like, if, if I'm a, a little feeling down or something like, you know, those gangster things make me, they elevate me for some reason. I know, right? Cause maybe I look at them and go, well, maybe my life's not so bad after all. <laughs> I'm not locked in a trunk with an ice pick in my head, you know. So, <laughs> exactly. So, so, uh, all right. So it's it's kind of cool. I'm hearing like that you like you know you're not you're not just locked into the horror films, no. but that's your thing. That's your thing. But you you're interested in everything else as well. Oh yeah. Hey, um, tell me about music for you. Like, what kind of music do you know gets to you? Like, what's your you know your favorite type of um either genre artist or, you know, like, what do you listen to? What do you find yourself listening to? Oh, I'm, I'm a big rock guy. Big oh, okay. Rock guy. And my, okay. my all time favorite band is the stones. Okay. Die hard stones guy. I, to a point where I even have, I, I have the tongue tattoo on my arm, man. Oh, do you? <laughs> you keep that under the leather, huh? I've never seen that. So it's up on my shoulder. Yeah. It's on my, it's, uh, up by my shoulder. Yeah. I was smart. I did it when I was 16 and I was smart enough to get it where I could hide it. You know? uh, <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm a diehard stones guy, uh, beyond the stones. I mean, I love the Beatles. I love the who's Zeppelin, the doors, uh yeah i mean so kind it, of I'm, a classic rock edge to you i'm to you. a classic yeah. rock guy all yeah. the way and Good there's choice. just something about that late 60s early 70s english rock bands and the you know the lead guitarist that just jam i'm i mean i'm also a van halen guy i like van halen i, I prefer van halen with david lee roth um, right i didn't mind van halen with sammy hagar uh, a lot of the newer bands, though, man, I'm just not that familiar with. Um, I mean, I'd say in the past 15 years, I'd pro- I like Coldplay. Right. You know, okay. I, I like U2. I mean, that's going back to the 80s. Yeah. Uh, right. But yeah, yeah. So that's that's kind of my style, man. I'm a classic rock guy. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned like the Stones. Uh, I I was just seeing a uh, um, one of the old interviews. They had Mick Jagger up, and they he said, "Well, how, how much longer do you think you have with this uh, this band?" And and Mick's just got this mysterious look on his face. He couldn't be more than 21 years old, and he's like. <laughs> Well, I think we're good for another year, but I don't—I really don't know. So it's like, and this is like fifty some years later, I, I, or, or close to it anyway. Yeah. But uh, and they just—they just still have it, man. They're just—they're going on tour this summer. Yeah, they're—they're they're really amazing. I mean, they just keep writing and and performing. Hey, um, take take me through a typical day for Jack Thomas Smith. What is your day like? Do you have like um, do you have a regiment you follow? Um, are you like super structured in your day? Like um, as a filmmaker and all the things that you have going on with Fox Trail, like what is what is your day typically like? I know you're heavy into the marketing with the film, uh, but just take our listeners through what's a what's a day in the life for Jack Thomas Smith? I mean, it it really depends on what I'm doing at that time. And what I mean by that is if, if I'm writing a screenplay. Um, then my focus is, is writing. I am very structured, man. I, I, you have to be, you have very organized, very structured. Um, if I'm writing a screenplay, I mean, my goal is to get at least one page done a day. And I know that doesn't sound like a lot, but you know, some, you know, a script just doesn't, you know, come out of nowhere. You know, you, sometimes you got to battle it, you know? And so, you know, some days you'll get into a rhythm and you'll crank out a few pages or more. 
But then there's other days where you get jammed up and it's like, I just got to push through it. Even if I get a half page or a page done today. Um, so, you know, because in theory, a movie screenplay is anywhere from a hundred and hundred pages to 120 pages. So if you do a page a day in a hundred days, you got a screenplay. Right. So right. you're just doing the math. Uh -huh. Um, so if I'm writing, that's, that's kind of the deal there. If I'm, if I'm in production, you know, it's, uh, you know, I, I start out the, you know, in pre-production, I'm doing storyboards and shot lists, you know, very structured so that I know what I'm doing when it comes time to shoot, you know, when I'm on set, it's all bang, bang, bang. It's, I know what I need that day, what I have to shoot, you know, you know, every location we're at, I know the exact shots that we need in, in, in terms of where we're shooting at, what we need to, to accomplish in each location before we move on to the next. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> you know, right now my day in, in terms of marketing, um, it's literally just getting up and, and getting on Twitter every day and, uh, you know, just creating that buzz, you know, and then sending out press releases if, you know, TV sh stations or radio shows or websites or papers or podcasts, if they want to do interviews with me, you know, I, I have a, a press release that I send out. I have a boiler, uh, a boilerplate email that I send out. Um, so everything I do is very structured, very organized. And, you know, it's, it's just all right now. My goal is to push the hell out of infliction uh, and push my company Fox trail productions. And hopefully it's going to lead right up to the next film. Fantastic. Hey, um, uh, last thing I want to ask you, what kind of, I like, are you reading anything interesting you want to share with us right now, as far as, you know, books and things. And is there any kind of, um, reading material that you would, um, you know, put out there for want to be film directors, people who are interested in the industry, uh, what should they be reading? What, what, what would be a good place for them to start if they just wanted to like poke around and say, hey, I, I need a place to start with this. Where do I go? What do I do? That's a great question. I mean, un unfortunately, I'm not really reading anything right now. And I know that sounds terrible. I've just been so consumed with the marketing. I mean, right. honestly, Kevin, I'm barely even watching any movies. I, yeah. I think the other night we saw Wolf of Wall Street. You know, right. And I think I've seen a couple documentaries, but this is just so consuming man, yeah. doing it with the marketing. Um, I actually have to take a breath at some point. You so, know? so, so then that's, that brings me to another question. When you sure. have li the very little downtime that you have, like what's a good night for you? Like uh, catching a movie, uh, like just, just chilling. Like yeah. what, what do you like to do to just decompress? You know? Yeah, just... that's kind of it, man. It's, yeah. it's like watching a movie. I mean, the one thing we were doing, um, uh, you know, Mandy and I, uh, Mandy's daughter, Luna, and, and my daughter, Megan, our big thing is on Sunday nights, we watch The Walking Dead. That's oh, okay. kind of our big thing. You know, we're all zombie nuts. We love the show. Um, you know, and the show's done now for the season. It just ended a couple weeks ago. But that was kind of our thing. You know, it's like Sunday night, my daughter would come over and we'd have dinner. And then, you know, we'd watch the show, we'd have nachos during the show. And, right. and then after Walking Dead airs, there's a show that follows called The Talking Dead. They have guests from the show on. So it's just it's a fun thing that we do on Sunday nights. But honestly, yeah, that's kind of how I decompress, man. Other than that, I just work, work, work. Right. Yeah. Well, it's you need time to turn it off. That's that's for sure. Um, yeah. and, and it's healthy to do so. Hey, um, Jack, where do people best place uh get in touch with you for any 
opportunities, anybody looking to have a film made, anybody looking for a, a music video, the best way to reach Jack Thomas Smith. Can you give us a heads up on that? Sure. Uh, the best way to reach us would be through the website. That's uh, foxtrailproductions.com. Uh, we do music videos. We'll do EPKs for bands. We do corporate videos, commercials, the whole nine yards, you know, on top of doing features. Um, and then for information about my film, Infliction, uh, they can go to inflictiontapes.com. Uh, we've got 10 different Twitter accounts going. Uh, you, the, our primary Twitter account is at Infliction Tapes. Okay. Uh, we're also on Facebook. So it's Facebook and Infliction Tapes. Um, and actually, Fox Trail has a Twitter account also. It's it's Fox uh, at Fox Trail Productions, I believe, is what or at Fox Trail Pro, Prod. I think that's what they let me do. Okay. Um, so those are the best ways to get in touch with me. They can email me or contact me through Facebook, Twitter, or on the website. Okay. All right. Great. Uh, so everybody out there, if you need uh, a, a real master at doing your music video. Uh, or you have some kind of interest in uh, a film, either as an investor or, you know, uh, uh, some kind of collaborative effort, you know, you know how to reach Jack now at foxtrailproduction.com. So, Jack, it was a pleasure. Thanks so much for uh, sharing your, your world, your time with us today. It was great to have you as part of Dharmic Evolution. And uh, I look forward to seeing you real soon, brother. Great. Thanks a lot, man. I appreciate it. And there we have it, Jack Thomas Smith, sharing his world of filmmaking with you and I. Hey everybody, James Kevin O'Connor, your host for the Dharmic Evolution. Thanks for joining us today. I can't wait to see you next time and share our next story, our next guest. Until the next time, I'll see you on the socials, or I'll see you from the stage. Let's do